Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Yud, no, Daf Yud Aleph. And we will begin on Yud Amur Bet from the words Amar Abchiskia Tani Rabbi Yehuda Bar Gogarot. Okay? Um, this, the first word on the line is Rabbi Yehuda. It's like six lines from the bottom. Says the Gemara as follows. Okay. Amar Abchiskia Tani Rabbi Yehuda Bar Gogarot. Hashulchan Vahamminurah Vahamizbachot. The Shulchan and the Menorah and the Mizbeach. All these Kelim in the Beit HaMikdash. Vaparochet me'akibim et korbanot. They hold back the Korban, which means that if you don't have one, your Korban is not kosher. So let's say the Goyim take the Shulchan or something like that. So you can't have Korbanot according to Rabbi Huda Bar Gogarot. In the name of a mayor. The only things you need is the karkuv mezbeach and the karen mezbeach, two things that are on the outside mezbeach, the karen are the horns, karkuv is a line that goes around the middle. Otherwise, the korban is going to be kosher even if those other vessels are not there. Says the Gemara, Filochen, it doesn't fit with the Chachamim. Amr Bi'alazar, Amr Rabbiosi Bachanina. Tinehin Omrim, they both say, Kol Han Dechtiv Nochach. Whenever it says in the Torah the word Nochach, for example, when it says, Vete Menorah Nochach HaShulchan, the Menorah has to be opposite the Shulchan, right? Me'akev, it messes up the Korbanot if you don't have it. If it says Sela, like for example, it says, when you put on the on the north side. The word tsela is indicative that that vessel is not ma'akev, it does not ruin it. He disagrees, says, even tsela is ma'akev. On the top of Yudal, on the Afilusima, even when it says place it there, it's also Ma'akev. And it seems like all these things uh, are, are against the Chachamim the Braita. Because they said all you need is, is Mizbeach. Amr Abchanina, so Abchanina answers, Kan be'avodot she'bifnim, Kan be'avodot she'bachus. When we're talking about these Amorayim, who was saying that these things are me'akev, that, that's talking about me'akev, avodat shibifnim. Because all these utensils, the menorah and the, and the shulchan, are things that are in the Kodesh. And Khan, the original argument of the Tanaim, is avodat shibifnim, that's talking about the avodah on the mezbeach, on the outside. Because there's two... Understand the following, uh, Harry. In the Beit HaMikdash, there's a courtyard. In the courtyard is the mezbeach hachitzon. Then there's that area even Yisraelim could go. Then there's an inside area called the Kodesh. In the Kodesh, only Kohanim are allowed to go, and it has the Shulchan, it has the Menorah, and the Mizbeach has the Hav. So 
So, though, when we have this machloket amoraim over here, whether the, the word nochach is ma'akev or tzela ma'akev, that is a machloket about avodah that's being done inside the Bet Mokdash, whether it's ma'akev. But avodah that's outside, that's the machloket tanaim about avodah on the outside, which means on the big mizbech outside where all the kobarot go, that's the machloket tanaim. So therefore everything fits fine. Okay. Now, in the Mishnah we had mentioned, Shlomo, are you with us? I'm with us, Rabbi. Okay, excellent. Okay. In the Mishnah we mentioned, Amar Chanina. No, we mentioned that, that for the para. Oh, here's Joey, good. In the Mishnah we mentioned that for the para Aduma, we had um, a special bridge that was built. And we said that there was a machloket who built the bridge. Is the bridge built from, for the, for the para Aduma, built from the funds of public funds? Or some say that the Kohen Gadol would build this bridge from his own pocket. Okay. Now, as mentioned after the class yesterday, um, Binyamin brought up an interesting point. He says, how often was it that we would have this Kohen Gadol building a bridge from his private funds? Okay. So, uh, we, we figured out that Moshe Rabbeinu had one paraduma in the desert. That's one out of the ten that they're going to be. There's one coming from Mashiach. That's two. That leaves eight. The two Beit HaMikdashes collectively lasted 800 years. Okay, a little more than 800 years. Okay, so it comes out that eight for 400 years comes out to approximately every once every 50 years is when you have a Paraduma. Okay, and when they would have one, they would build this special bridge. One every 50. Okay. Approximately, we don't know exactly, but approximately one fifty could be two in one year. But that's the that's where it's going to come out. To. We don't know exactly how it was. So now, and again, the coins bring his own bridge. So it says the Gemara, Amar Chanina, Shechatzit Gedolai Tab Bnei Kohanim Gedolim. The Kohen Gadol had a lot of um, a lot of Shechatzit. Shechatzit means they have a lot of uh, arrogance. Arrogance is not the right word. Maybe a lot of show offness. Why? They would, they would spend more than 60 loaves of gold on building the, the, uh, the bridge. More than 60 loaves of gold. Yes. Yes. And nobody would use the bridge that was built by the Kohen Gadol before him. They would break it and build a new one. So even though it cost 60 loaves of gold, because they wanted to make an impact, it seems, or they wanted to make uh, make waves that they pay. Everyone knows that the Kohen Gadol is paying for it himself. Kohen Gadol gets money from the public. He's a public, it's like a king a little bit. And the Kohen Gadol would want to show off his wealth by building this bridge, and he wouldn't use the old bridge, we're making a new bridge just now. We have a new paradigma, it's a rare thing, we're making a brand new bridge. Okay? That's a chanina. Hitiv Rav Ula, Komed Ramana, Rav Ula said in front, answered in front of Ramana, no, Vatani Shimona Sikh Te Parotasa, 
We know that Shimon HaSadik was a famous Kohen uh, Gadol. And even though he was a famous Kohen Gadol, he would, and he happened to be there with two Paradumas in his time. Okay? Yet, he broke the bridge and built a new bridge. Didn't everyone have it during their time? No, 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 for sure not. For sure not. There was much more than eight Kohen Gadols in 400 years. Not everyone gets a Paraduma. They will still use the leftover ashes. The, the Paraduma itself is not purifying anybody. We're taking the ashes from this burnt Paraduma and sprinkling on people on this third and seventh day of the purification in order to holify them, in order to purify them. Okay? Now, we can always take leftover ashes. Okay? And if there's no Paraduma, that's what we're going to use. When we run out, we have to find a new one. Yeah, we don't throw them out. It is. Now, you want to know about the Shkid, why they're breaking the thing? So, okay, so according to Rechanin, it's good, it's Baal Tashkit. Now, if Ula says, he says if, it's, if Shimon HaTzadik had two himself, and he still, still didn't use the old one, you must, you must say, Shimon you want to say that Shimon HaTzadik was a Baal Gava, and that's why he did it? Can't be. Does it make sense? Umay Kedun, Al Shemala Hu Silsulu It must be because they're trying to show the holiness of the para, which means that there was Sadukim. Requires a new bridge. Yes, there was Sadukim who used to laugh about Paraduma. Because they say, ah, Paraduma, it makes this guy ta man, makes this guy ta all, what is this stuff? So, in order to show how important it was, we didn't want to use an old bridge. We want to build a new bridge to show against the Sadukim how important it was. And therefore, no, it wasn't necessarily the arrogance that's causing it. It's actually a, 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 a good thing to do. Okay. Tani, we learned another thing about the bridge, that zizin v'ktalim hayu yosin mikanu mikan kadesh lo yitzisu koanim v'itmau. When they had this bridge, they used to build tall walls along the side of the bridge, okay, and zizin, in order that the koanim shouldn't be tempted to look over the bridge. And if they look over the bridge, being that the bridge is going over Harazatim, and Harazatim is full of kivanim. Uh, graves, and we don't want the Kohanim to get tamerified, so therefore if you just have a regular bridge with a flat ramp that you could just jump off then you're going to have a problem that the Kohanim might be tempted to look over to see what's going on, for curiosity and get tamerified because the way it works with Tumah is that it shoots straight up to the sky, and there's no distance above the Tumah that you can you're allowed to just look over it, and therefore they would build walls along the side to make sure the Kohanim don't decide to look over well, they don't go over the the, no, the bridge is going over the Kivarim. Over the Kivarim? That's the whole point. So we want a bridge over the Kivarim in order that the Kohen could come over and stay Tahor while he's oh, doing but it. But the, the Tumar goes straight up. Tumar goes straight up, but it doesn't go straight up if there's an ohel over it, which means in Israel right now, when they build highways, if the Haradim work on them enough, they build the highways with a one tefach uh, space underneath it, because the one tefach space holds in the Tumar. It's like an ohel. So the way an oil works is that if you have a, a grave, it shoots straight up. But if you build an oil over the grave, then you could walk over the oil and it doesn't shoot up. Because one type of oil stops it. So anything in the oil is tamerified. It'll spread in the whole oil, right? So if you have, let's say, a tree over a grave, right? The tree over the grave will spread the tumah underneath the whole tree if the leaves are thick. 
so you could even not be under under the grave could be here and you could walk here and get tamer for it because you're in the oil of the grave. But if you walk over the tree somehow, if you're able to walk over the tree, you wouldn't be tamerified because the tree holds in the tumah. So similarly, the idea of this bridge was to hold in tumah so let the Kohanim walk over. And, uh, but if they look over, they could get tamerified. What was under the bridge? Graves. How does the team? Oh. Go there now, it's plenty so of graves. Why, why, why would have a casket? I can't hear what, have a casket? Ah, that's because when you're in a sh- building like a tree, the tumah spreads out all over the right, place. But you have a tefach inside the casket between the mat. Oh, the so it doesn't work on caskets. The whole casket's called tumah. Doesn't work in caskets. That's a good, good question. It doesn't work in caskets. Only works in buildings and structures. Okay. Okay. The whole casket's get the tumah altogether. Yeah. But yes, once it's in the building, then the whole building gets full of tumah. That's why they don't come in. Right. Exactly, and but but you're allowed. But a kohen is allowed to be on the roof of the building. Roof, yeah. That's okay, because it doesn't shoot straight up. Because the building holds it in. If it was outdoors, a kohen can't be over it. No matter even if it's in a in a hang glider, a thousand feet up, he can't go over it. Okay, good. Says the Gemara. Now there was a machloket whether a person whether hektesh sells stuff. Okay. Rabbi Kiva said, "En b'shtachin that we don't sell hektesh stuff. Ela imratza yev said shelov aschar lehektesh mutar." According to Rabbi Kiva, he said, "We're not allowed to buy and sell hektesh stuff. Stuff that's very much we don't buy and sell. We don't start doing that stuff because we're afraid there might be a loss to hektesh, and therefore we're not going to use the extra money to buy speculate on uh, on." Uh, on uh, products, you know, let's say the Beit Hamikdash is extra tough. They said, you heard? "You heard? There's a good deal on uh, radiators, right? You're not going to take the Beit Hamikdash money and buy radiators because what if the radiators go down? Then we lose money. We're not going to lose money back this. Okay? That's for Biyakiba. Kiada, Barzim. Oh, the only way you could do it is if the guy who's the Gizbor really wants to. Let's say the guy in charge of Hekdesh really wants to bu- take advantage of a certain deal for." The Beit Hamikdash, he can only do it if he accepts the following conditions. Number one, any profit, if they make profit, it goes to the Beit Hamikdash, and any loss will go to him personally, right? He'll, well, he'll pay for it himself, right? So if he pays for the loss himself, and the profit goes to the Beit Hamikdash, the Yushalmi is saying it's okay. Now there is a Bavli that sounds like it's not good, even if he wants to do that, because we're not supposed to be playing with funds of the Beit Hamikdash. Should we say that less stuff that we're not supposed to do that? I mentioned that in passing. I mentioned that there's two, two machloket. One opinion is because we're afraid of a loss, and the second opinion is that we don't want to. We, we, anyway, we don't want to do it. It's not. It's not like that's like being cheap yeah. in the place of Beit Hamikdash. Those are the two opinions. Our Gemara is going with the with, with the opinion that we're afraid of a loss, and therefore, if you're afraid of a loss, if you're afraid of a loss, that's why we won't do it ever. We, no, we won't. We only do it ever unless. The Gizbor, the guy who's doing the, the transaction, accepts responsibility in case of a loss and loses profit if it's a gain. Okay? okay? Yes, sorry. Sit it. We, Beit HaMikdash is rich. According, wait, according to which? According to, according to Yushalmi, we could use it if the Gizbor is willing to take responsibility. According to the Bavli, we can't use it at all. 
Beit Hamikdash is rich. We're not trying to make extra money in Amazon over here. Okay. The opening of yeshiva is uh, buying the buildings for yeshivas, and then there's, uh, you know. What it's between, that same thing is there's extra money in the pot. Could we invest it in the stock market to go up a little bit for the yeshiva? Again, that's all this. Either you're not allowed to do it. Or you're allowed to do it if the no, guy investing the guy t- says, I'll take responsibility. I know it's going to go up. I'll take responsibility. I want the school to make money. I'll do it. Same idea. Okay? Okay, let's go. Inshallah, we should have that money to invest. <laughs> We're always borrowing money. Okay. Kiada, like the story, Bazimna, it pakid gabe medal diotomim. Right? They left money with him. From the money of the orphans. Ata v'sha'al Ramana. So they asked Ramana what to do. Amale im ba'it da'i di hefseda didach va'agre ditarch v'vaychon shareh. If you agree that the loss will be yours and the gain will be both of yours, shareh it's mutar. Sounds like both but of them. That's, that's money for your tomim. Yeah. I guess they're, they're looking at the same. Okay. So I guess the, law, the case was over there that there was... The, the reason why the, the guy was investing his own money with the with, let's say the thing needed a million dollar investment I'm assuming this is the case and the guy had $500,000 of his money and $500,000 of the orphan's money and he wanted to put all the money together in the investment so the rabbi said listen if the loss you take all the loss and when the profit comes you're going to split it evenly the way it's supposed to go then it's okay okay now once he got he the, the, this rabbi was invested the money of the Yitomim. I guess they leave the money with the rabbis all the time. They want it to be kosher. And Vavikin, he actually did it, and he made money with it. Okay. Now, let's go back to the Mishnah. Motad Perot. Now, I need everyone to focus as clear as you can. I made a nice chart over here. To uh, I'm going to take a picture of the chart for those in... Uh, for Ivan and Shlomo to look at. Take a picture quickly. And we'll finish the chart soon. Hold on. Good. Now, you want to send it to them? See if I can do this. Hold on. Send. Hold on. Ivan. Ivan and Shayan. Okay, both of you. Okay, you should have it now. Okay. Now, if you look at the Mishnah, we had the following three-way machloket at the end of our Mishnah. Rabbi Shmael, Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Konim. There's a machloket, where do you buy the ketz ha-mezbech? We call that the dessert ha-mezbech. That's extra korbanot. That's used to fill up the mezbech when the mezbech is idle. And there's klishat, which is uh, extra vessels that are needed to use in the mezbech. You with us, guys? So, according to Rabbi Shmael, we do... The ketzah is the dessert is from the extra fruit. We're going to see what, there's going to be a machloket, amoraim, what, what is the extra fruit, okay? And the klishad is from the extra shirumah, the extra money that's left in the buckets. Like we spoke about yesterday, those buckets that we take out the coins, there's extra money that, that used to buy the klishad according to Mishmael. Then there's Rabbi Kiva, 
who says that the ketz hamizbeach is from the extra shuma in the buckets. That's the, what the dessert is from. And the klishara is from extra nisachim, which is going to be what that, what that is also. Okay? Then again, it's the, Rabbi Hanan says the same as Rabbi Kiva, he just swaps it. He says extra nisachim is what's used to buy the, the dessert of the mizbeach, and the extra tiruma is what's used for the klishara. Is, that, is this shot, is the mission clear so far? I lost you. Yep. One more time. Uh, you, you, are you guys able to see the picture I sent you? I'm not, I'm not no, you can't see it. You didn't get the. You didn't get the. the I, can, the... I can. I can. I got the thing, but I'm driving. Okay, no I'm problem. Slow. Will you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Okay, good. So again, these two. The, the, the only rabbi who says there's anything called extra fruit is this rabbi. Rabbi Shmael holds this, something called extra fruit. These rabbis agree there's no such thing as extra fruit. Ooh. So far we're making tradition out of this. Okay? These rabbis agree that there's, that there's no extra fruit. Now, our Mishnah says that both agree, both these rabbis agree that there's no extra fruit because there's no selling in the Beit HaMikdash. Okay? Because like we said, it's either no selling either because we don't want to lose the money of the orphans or like we, whatever, like we said last, last time. Good? Is that clear so far? Now let's go to the... Okay. Says the Gemara. This business of Motar Perot that goes according to Bishmael, which means there's only Motar Perot according to Rabbi Ishmael. But according to Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Hanan Sergonim, there is no Motar Perot. Why? Rebchir by Yosef explained the Mishnah. He says, Motar Perot. What is that? That's Schar Lehektish. He says that extra fruit means selling fruit of Hektish. That's what he says it means. Okay? Which means that they had extra money, they bought fruit, they sold it, and they made money. That's according to him. And motay nesachim, extra nesachim means, we call this the fourth sa'ah. Now let me explain what fourth sa'ah means. Fourth sa'ah doesn't mean we're buying extra stuff. But there's a rule that when the Beit HaMikdash buys stuff from a vendor, okay? When the Beit HaMikdash buys stuff from the vendor, they... they when they pay for the stuff uh, early, and then they're getting delivery of the stuff later, they have um, what they what I would call price fluctuation insurance, which means that if they bought it at three three seat to the dollar, and then it went down, and now it's four seat to the dollar, we get the four seat, we get the cheaper price later, and if the price went up, we keep our, we keep our lower price. Okay? That's a rule when you sell to the Beit HaMikdash. Now, if we end up with a fourth sa'ah for our dollar, if we pay $3 and we end up with a fourth sa'ah, that fourth sa'ah was not needed, so we'll sell it. And that's what, 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 what's, what's, when we said extra nesachim, that's okay. Now, Rabbi Akiva agreed is extra nesachim because that's not really making money. That, we're not buying and selling. We're just selling. Selling is okay. But to buy and sell makes you look like you're an Amazon trader. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, 
So, Rabbi, according to this rabbi, Rechananya Bar Yosef, he says the extra fruit is the selling fruit of Hekdesh. That's what we're buying and selling fruit. And that's only, uh, uh, that's only allowed according to Ishmael who has, who has extra fruit. And extra nesachim is the fourth sah. Okay? Is that clear? So you didn't plan it, it just happened. Yeah, well, it just happened. The price fluctuated. We took the money and therefore that's it. Okay? Now, he says, this is the fourth sa'ah. Okay. And what God's name is, Binutin. This is the overflow. Now let me explain what overflow is. Overflow means that when people, when people would, would give stuff to the Beit Mikdash, they also would only sell, give overflowing measures, which means normally when you sell a pound of flour, you fill it flat, and now it's a pound of flour. But when you sell it to the Beit HaMikdash, you always pile it, and you give more flour. That's how it goes. You sell it to the Beit HaMikdash, you give extra, because you get chas shalom short them, you always give extra. Now when they get to the Beit HaMikdash, they only need a sa, so they take all the extras, and they put it off the top, and they put it in a, in a pile of storage of flour. That flour ends up getting sold. That we're going to, according to him, that's called, the overflow is called the Motan Sahim. So, according to this rabbi, when we said extra Sahim, this is overflow. These two things, according to these rabbis, overflow. According to this rabbi, this is the fourth Sah. Okay? You got it? Is that clear? Yeah. Charge clear? No? I think it should be. I got it clear now. Okay. Uh, overflow of what? What's overflow? overflow means that if you, when, when, when selling to the Beit Mikdash, you always have to give, you can't give, the, can't give it flat, you have to give it a little extra. When they get to the Beit Mikdash, they, they, they store that, they don't need that extra, so they're going to put it on the side, eventually they're going to come selling it, and that's going to be the, the money that's extra used to buy. Right. Extra money is coming to the Beit Mikdash, from that extra overflow. Good. Merchandise, whatever it is. I got it, yes. Yes, good. Now, so it says the Gemara, Doesn't this rabbi, Yosef, doesn't he agree with overflow? According to him, what, what do you do with the overflow? Right? He doesn't he didn't have anything used with the overflow. Which means, whatever you do to the fourth side, you do the overflow too. So, when it's, we said extra Nesachim, it's for both. It's really fourth side plus overflow. So everybody but you're allowed to sell it. Yes, you're allowed to sell it. Again, both, he'll agree that you're allowed to sell both those things, Ivan, because, again, we didn't buy them, it just came to us. We're allowed to sell incidental stuff. It's not considered a, a, a buying and selling. And also, there's no way... Also, according to our Gemara, there's no way you can lose money also. There's no way you can lose money. How do you lose money on overflow stuff? Right? It, it was any way extra to start with. Okay? Now. According to Abchia by Yosef, the Mishnah fits fine. It makes sense when we say... Think you're not allowed to make money with the anim. It says in the Mishnah these words. Both agree you can't sell in the Beit Hamikdash, right? Now that fits good according to this rabbi, because we don't do it because uh, this extra fruit 
is Rabbi Ishmael. That's selling. And these rabbis have no selling. It fits very, very good. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, okay, who says that there's fourth sa'ah and overflow, right? And therefore, the extra fruit means the fourth sa'ah. So, so then how can we say... Let's see if we get it there. No, fourth se'ah. He, he says that when we said extra fruit, that's fourth se'ah. And extra nisa'im is overflow. So Rikiva, who said extra nisa'im, these two rabbis talk about extra nisa'im, they don't talk about extra fruit. Right? Rikiva and Rukhanan they don't mention anything about extra fruit. Only this rabbi says extra fruit. And we said this about Chalokit, whether we sell. And we said that both these rabbis agree that there's no extra, we don't sell in the Beit HaMikdash. Now, according so to this rabbi, it's is cool, because extra fruit, what, what does extra fruit mean? Extra fruit mean, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi what do they do with extra fruit? There's overflow. Ek, these two rabbis say, extra, they don't believe, according to this rabbi, it's cool what they do with extra fruit. They don't sell it. We can't sell it, and therefore we don't use. There's no extra profits because we're not selling it. Because they agree that we don't sell the bits because we're afraid it's gonna, we're going to lose money. I don't know what to do with it. They, we, we don't know. It's a good question. I don't know what to do with it. Maybe they give it to the Kohanim. I don't know what to do with it. But they don't sell it, and therefore there's no money. Therefore they're not using it for any of these things, right? Good. But and and, and so according to this rabbi, extra fruit means this rabbi says extra fruit means selling fruit of Ekdesh. And therefore, this statement that both agree that no selling Bet fits good according to this rabbi, because the fourth, because extra, extra fruit means selling fruit. Okay? But according to Rabbi Yochanan, that extra fruit means the fourth Sa'ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You with me? So then how could this statement work? What do you mean both agree no selling in the Bet Mikdash? We're anyway selling the overflow. But right. what does selling mean? Right. I understand. So, so fourth star is also not to make profit. It's just extra stuff. So why, why do they say there's no selling in the Beit HaMikdash? Fourth star and overflow is almost the same idea. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, now, again, these rabbis don't have extra fruit. Rabbi. But according to him, extra fruit is buying and selling. This is buying and selling fruit that we don't do. So it's cool when he says both agree no selling. But according to this rabbi... Who says the fourth sa'ah is the, is when we said extra fruit we meant fourth sa'ah? So what does this statement of the Mishnah mean that both agree no buying and selling? What is that re- referring to? Did I get? Did anyone follow that? Like, yeah. Is it like the Amazon? You said like Amazon. No, I lost your rabbi. But this just happens. Yes, exactly. We we said by Amazon is a buying and selling trade, right. but over here it just happens because both fourth sa'ah and overflow just happen. Uh, they just happen on their own. So therefore, according to Rabbi Kiva and Rukhanayim, these both these rabbis, let me just finish, both these rabbis are saying, both these rabbis are saying that, when, that no we, selling and no they agree that there's something extra nisachim, and they, they agree that there's no extra fruit. But if extra fruit is almost the same thing as extra nisachim, they're both fourth sa'ah and overflow, like Rabbi Yochanan is saying. So then, there's no, there's no differentiation. Why are we saying that when he said there's no selling? They're both the same. Okay? Um, I, I want to send you one more picture to when I finished it, if you don't mind. Shlomo, it might help you. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Hanan says no, no selling period. No buying and selling period. Rabbi Akiva. 
They they agree. Look at the Mishnah right before. Look at the Mishnah on the page right here. Look what they say at the end of the Mishnah right here. What do they say? Let me just put this picture to these. these tell, send the picture to these guys. Okay. I sent it to Shlomo. I didn't send it to Ivan because he can't look at it anyway. Okay. Yeah. I have to go, Rabbi. I'll uh, catch this on the recording. Okay, I, I'll see you later. Bye-bye, Ivan. Bye-bye. You see that? It says the end of the Mishnah over there? Rabbi Ishmael? Yeah. The last line of the Mishnah says, Vizeh, Vizeh, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Hananya, Lo hayu modim be-perot. They don't agree that you can do perot. They both don't agree that you can do this perot business. Okay? So with us, it says the Gemara. No, but it's no buying or no selling. It means don't take the money and buy and sell. But if you have the extra, what do they do with the extra nesachim? Extra se'ah, an overflow. What do they do? They don't need it. They keep it, just keep it, maybe... No, no, so, no, so, so he, so the way we're explaining, the way we're explaining now, that the, this rabbi is explaining that they don't allow buying and selling. Buying and selling, okay. But, but they do allow fourth side overflow, they do allow. That, that's this rabbi. So according to this rabbi, this statement is cool. Yeah, we understand. But according to this rabbi, so when we said extra fruit, it's referring to the fourth side. And when we said nisachim, it's overflow. So these rabbis agree to overflow. They don't, they don't agree to fourth sa'ah. What's wrong with fourth sa'ah? You understand? That's that question. We're saying, according to this rabbi, it's cool. We have to buying and selling, no. And this, yeah. But according to this rabbi, it doesn't make sense. Let's get back to the Gemara. Okay? Sorry, we're t- taking this time. It's already 33 minutes. We've got to get moving. Okay. Al date de bar Yosef Nicha. It makes sense. You can't make money with Hekdesh and also not with Anim. Therefore, it fits good when it says that they both wouldn't agree to Perot. According to Yochanan, Kash, it's a question. Didn't we say, We said in the Mishnah later on that if the, if the price changes to three, then they have to pay four. Utanina, we said So why wouldn't they mention it? So says the Gemara. They don't agree that the perot. When it says they don't agree to perot, doesn't mean they don't agree to perot at all. This rabbi will say that the fourth side is the perot. When it says they don't agree to perot, doesn't mean they don't agree no selling the betulash. They don't agree that that the perot gets used for this, but. It does get used for other things. And therefore, everything's cool. Okay? So this rabbi says, according to him, when he says they don't agree, it means don't agree completely. We don't agree that you do it. According to Rabbi Yochanan, don't agree means we don't agree that you can use it for Ketam Azbech. But you could do it, but you could have it. And therefore, everyone agrees that you have it, and everyone agrees yourself. According to uh, this rabbi. Okay. Now, Which means we mentioned the overflow, right? And we said the overflow of a public person goes to buy the Korbanot Sibur. And even if it's a private person's overflow, does it go? How can it be? 
if we do that, we're going to find that people are going to buy clash on it from a private person. And I know you're not allowed to buy clash on it from money to a private person. We learned. A woman who makes a ketonet for her son, so too, here too. When you have extra stuff from a yachid, you can give it to give it to the Beit Hamikdash as long as you have in mind that you're doing it properly. Now we want to clarify the following: We still now we spoke about overflow when it comes to a dry thing like flour. Now dry things like flour overflow nicely, right? You can have an overflow; it comes overflow, and you can use that nicely. No, I'm sorry. We're assuming that, sorry, the overflow for Klishadat we understand. If it's liquid, we understand because the fact that it's in liquid also, by the way, overflows. Uh, when you fill up liquid, there's something called uh, elasticity. You notice that you have, I forget, there's an actual scientific name, but I forgot. But if you notice, when you fill up the wine, it could fill over the sides. You've seen that before? Yeah. Wine cup goes Viscous. a little over over the lip. Okay? For, for, with, depending on the viscosity, depending on the viscosity of the liquid, but there's a name for it when it goes over. Okay, now we understand that brutzelach, since it went the klishad, it got holified, and therefore it goes gets a mizbech. Do we even do that even by flour? Okay, like we learned later on, im yesh sham zevach acher ekrivu imo. It says in the bright letter, if there's another korban with it, we offer it with him. I'm sorry, let's skip that part. So, the, whole, the, the overflow of liquid is holy. And of, of a dry thing is only chulin. Why is the overflow of liquid holy? Because the the measurement of liquid is from inside. Why is brutal yavesh? Why is a dry uh, overflow not holy? Because the the measurement of dry things is not from the inside and not from the outside. Okay. So too, the overflow of any of these things, if there's an extra Quran, you can do it with it. So you see in the Brayta, that even even a dry one, goes to the Ketzim Okay, brand new Mishnah. Motala Ketorit. If they have extra Ketorit, what would they do with it? Okay. They would separate from it the payment of the workers in the Beit Mikdash. Okay? So the plan is, at the end of the year, you're left with some ketonet, which you can't use on the next year because... You have to use the next year's um, coins for the next year's ketonet. 
Okay? So what do they do with it in order to use it the next year? So first, they would uh, separate it enough to use for the workers in the Beit HaMikdash. Okay? Almaot. So they so they have some money there. They have money in the Beit Hamikdash, which is set aside to pay these workers. They take the ketore and we unholify it onto the money, okay? And we give the ketore to the we give the ketore to the workers for their wages, and then we buy it back from them with the money, yeah. okay? Good. Vimba chadash bismano. Now, if it came to the to the next year in the right time, which means they'll buy it for the new buy it with the with the new tenuma that they get every year. But if they didn't get the they didn't get the money, they'll buy it from the old ones. Which means like this: normally. Every Nissan, you have to switch and start using the new shekelim. Okay? Right, every Nissan, we have new shekelim that come in. Okay? Every Nissan was supposed to switch. Now, if it didn't come on time, if the sh- new shekelim didn't get to the Beit Hamikdash Nissan, we still have to start buying. Every Rosh Chodesh Nissan, we've got to buy new ketoret. So if it didn't come yet, B'diavad, you're allowed to use the old shekelim for this. Okay? And if it came, they have the no, we never mix it together. So what do you do with the old ones? We already spoke about that last time, what we do with the old ones. Okay? Says the Gemara. Now, our Mishnah had just said that we take the Motar Kato with the money that was set aside to you to pay the, the, the worker of the Beit HaMikdash. Right? Now, we... According to Al Mishnah, it seems very funny because we have holified ketoret and we have holified money, right? And we're be, we're, we're making the ketoret unholified by switching the ushah onto money that's already holy. How do you put double holiness on something? Doesn't make sense. So I don't understand that. If you do this, you have a hektesh become become unholified on other hektesh. Mar says, no, that's not how it works. Ketzaru said, what do you do? Amar Shimon Barbisina. You bring money. And you make that unholy on the building that they build. Which means that, uh, let's say I'm a guy who's hired to uh, extend the Beit HaMikdash. Okay? Which means, let's say they, they told you, okay, the mizbech is a little small, make it bigger. Okay? And the guy extended the mizbech. So that extra part that he extended, we take holified money, and we give it to him for the extension. So now, the money became unholy, because we paid for the extension. Now, with that unholified money, we transfer the kedushah from the ketoret onto that, and now everything's cool. Is that, you get that or no? One more time. I'm a craftsman. Right? Uh, let's say I'm a Mizbeach builder. Mizbeachs are us. Right? 
and they call us and they say, hey, we want to extend the Mizbech. Oh, okay, fine. So how is it going to work? How do they pay me? Very simple. I build extra Mizbech and I don't holify it. So it's unholy stuff. Now I have the money of the Mizbech, which is holy. I use the holy money to pay for the unholified extension. Okay? Now the money became unholified. Then I could use that to swap with the Ketor. Now I have unholified money I could use to, to swap with the people. Okay. Uh, well, we finished at the bottom of the page. But now we're flipping this to the other side. Why you want to get to run? I don't know, I can catch the rest on the, on the, on the video. Okay? When we're at the Ketor, we're going to finish it like, we're going to finish it like four minutes. If you, want, if you want to stick around. Could you? If you got to go, go. Okay. Yeah, we'll finish in four minutes. Okay? When we read Ketorit, because I have to finish anyway in four minutes. When we read Ketorit, you bring Ketorit, and we give it to the, to, to the workers for their wages. Now, you know what? Tomorrow we stop over here, we'll do it tomorrow. Okay? It's fine, we'll stop over here, we'll do it tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.